This is Shar. This is Barb. And this is Plug, Plug Your Ears. Where we sit back, chat a little, laugh a lot, and talk about anything we want. We're open, we're honest, and we're not PC. So, uh, yeah. Grab your Mountain Dew. Grab your Mountain Dew, because it's Sunday and we're not you know, opening up any wine, so, and plug your ears. So. (laughs) Nike's like, okay, I'll have a drink. (laughs) Totally. So today we do have, of course, Nike in the house, but we also have the Kayla. Kayla. (laughs) Which is is amazing because we are totally, because today we are talking about filicide. Did you know that that's what it's called, Mm -hmm. Clark? When I Googled um parents who kill their children that was the first thing that came up was filicide definition yep so so in my studying of the not really stu- looking into the filicide there's a lady named dr carol olson who said that most filicides are considered altruistic killings in these situations the mother kills because they feel they're unable to properly take care of their child and no one else can either huh do you agree with that um, well, that's not how my story reads. Well, I, I'm going to say that there's obviously something wrong with a parent that will kill a well, child. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if it's necessarily that they don't feel like they or anyone else can take proper care yeah, of the child. Yeah, I, I don't think that I... Oh, yeah. But this lady has been a psychologist forever, so she's right. Yeah, I'm I mean, not buying come it. Come on, Barb. I'm not buying it. Just saying, she's right. She's I'm got the, She's not. got a paper on the wall. Oh, car. I'll <laughs> curve. Zero fucks given. That's just Not a piece today, of paper. Pal. So, in trying to figure out between two stories, I just couldn't decide. So then I realized that the one that I'm not doing, I just really, really, really need to quickly detail the story as fast as I can because I have to give this mother so much credit. This woman is amazing. So she killed her kid? No. No. So this lady's name is Amber Kaiser. Amber, again, amazing human. She, um, I'm sure people spend a lot of time feeling really, really bad for this chick because her kids were killed. But I also wonder if enough people praise her for her character throughout this entire thing that she went through. So her ex-husband... <coughs> was a guy named Timothy Jones Jr. And he killed her five children. (gasps) Five children. He was their father, so therefore it falls under filicide. But at his sentencing, she actually asked the court to give him mercy and not grant him the death death penalty. She stated, and I'm going to quote this, he did not show my children any mercy by any means, but my kids loved him. And if I'm speaking on behalf of my kids and not myself, that's what I have to say. Oh, my gosh. She admitted there were many points in the trial that made her feel like she wanted them to fry him. But then she talked about how overall he was a good father and that she gave him, she actually gave him custody of the kids because he was a computer engineer. He earned more money than she did and she thought he could give them a better life than she could. So this father allegedly forced his six-year-old son whom he believed to be conspiring with his ex-wife, with her, to exercise until he died. Oh, my gosh. Then he decided to kill the remaining children. So he strangled his 8-year-old oh, um, and his 7-year-old with his hands 
and he used a belt to choke the two-year-old and <gasps> one-year-old because his fucking hands were too big. So he actually chose to use a belt. Oh, my God. Right. So then he puts their bodies in garbage bags and dumped them on a hillside near Camden, Alabama. He was arrested short time after um, for a traffic violation at a checkpoint in Smith County, Mississippi, after an officer said he smelled the horrible odor of decomposition in the SUV. Prosecutors were seeking the death penalty, and they portrayed him as an evil, selfish father who killed the six-year-old in rage and then fatally strangled the rest of his children just because he didn't want his ex-wife to have them. Oh, my God. And this beautiful woman still begged the court not to execute this man. Now, I wish I was a big enough person to have been that good because I would have been in the courtroom. I would have killed him, turned around. He wouldn't have made it to court. No, I would have turned around, looked at him, bowed, and said, you're welcome. Like, there is no begging for this man's fucking life. I I have to disagree with you a little bit about how wonderful she was. Because, first of all, my view is like, I, I don't... Eye for an eye type thing? I don't, no, I don't credit her for giving up custody of her kids. No, no. Because he can give them a better life. You know what gives them a better life? Being loved by your parents enough to fight for them. I'll agree with that. But when it came down to it, instead of being bitter and spiteful right. and... She actually said, be, that, that just doesn't, I, I don't think that there's, I think there's something mentally wrong with her because I don't think there's a person in the world that that's big of a, that, that could be that big of a person. You know what I'm saying? Is that really what the kids want? She didn't say that that's what the kids want. She said that they loved their father. I'm sure they didn't as they're looking up with his hands around their necks. That's I just, I don't, I'm, I'm. The belts is what got me. Like, your hands didn't fit. They were too big to strangle the babies. So you actually thought and went and got a belt. And I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, it doesn't matter if he was fucking father of the year and took them to Disneyland every day of their life. I think that uh, strangling them all negates your father of the year award. I will agree with that. I'm just, this is disturbing. I'm, I'm getting a little angry at this guy. <laughs> well, just wait, wait like, for this one. So this, I ended up, here's my actual story. I mean, since my pre-story was a little riling to <laughs> I just like, we're going we're gonna to spend your half of the show arguing with you that this woman is actually shit. Oh my God, what are you doing over here to me? I have a real story. <laughs> if that's not a real story, I don't fucking know what is. I know. I, it was, Proceed. It could, see why I was struggled though? I'm like, this was actually a good story. Because I found a lot of information on what had happened and yada yada. It just got to a point where this story wasn't... This, my story I chose, I couldn't make myself not want to find more information. So if if there's one that's good and one that's better, you guys are probably going to hate my choice. (laughs) And be like, no, you should have done the first one, damn it. So... I'm just going to sit over here and concentrate on lowering my blood pressure. Thank you. (laughs) Would y'all like a candy? (laughs) Would you like a pineapple candy, Kayla? Um, So I have these candies from my friend in Vegas, and they are Chinese candies that taste like pineapple or boba. Lychee, not boba. (laughs) Lychee. So my actual story, 
is a lady named Rachel Henry. She was her mom's caretaker for many years. Then her mother died in 2018. Then this chick spirals. So, I mean, we've both lost parents. I understand how it can happen to spiral mm -hmm. after a parent's death. But I didn't turn to drugs. You didn't turn to drugs. And we certainly mm -hmm. didn't lose custody of our kids. And no. she did. Which amazed me that it happened like that. Because if she was a caretaker of her mother. Right. And she was so yeah. into that. You would think she would turn around and just... Mother, mother, mother. <laughs> I was going to say smother, but in filicide, yeah. I shouldn't start with that. <laughs> So, um, she did grow up in a small town of Prague. Huh? Yep, Prague. How cool would it be to grow up in Prague? Oklahoma. It was Oklahoma. <laughs> Apparently cool enough to kill your kid or something. I don't know. So, Prague is a little town. This is for you, Barb. A little town in southeast Oki. It is approximately 1.8 square miles. <laughs> Ooh, that's a big one. I know. It's like, it's literally the don't blink or you'll miss it. It's about an hour east of Oklahoma City. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, dude, we would literally have to go around this entire city twice to do a 5K. <laughs> <laughs> and it does, but in a 1.8 square mile, it does have 2,385 people. Oh. I'm like, dude, that's like living on top of each other like a trailer park. Maybe it's maybe it's just a big trailer park, <laughs> right? She graduated from high school and studied to be a CNA. Oh. Sound familiar, Barb? Yeah. Your kids dun, dun, a CNA. Dun, dun. So in 2018, the children were placed in the Oklahoma Department of Human Services due to an unsafe home environment because of domestic violence and substance abuse oh, by nice. both parents. So apparently. It sounded like she got the kids back at one point, and then they were taken away again and given to her aunt. Um, so a Facebook page from... How many her, kids did she have, Dean? I'll let you oh, know. Oh, we're gonna so a that. Facebook page from her 30-year-old fiancé said that the couple became engaged in May of 2019. 2019. So this is Recent. like now. He shares the last name with only the youngest child, though. Hmm. And it's not clear whether he's the father of all three. My brain said, if you got taken away by the fucking state, they need to be clear of whether or not he's the right. father. And there's kind of this thing. I mean, I know it's relatively new in like the past 30 years, but there's a fucking DNA test. Right. <laughs> like You can know this in two minutes. Um, I'm pretty sure the state would have access to a DNA test as well. Right. I mean, it'd be right there. Right. So, Pedro Rios was the father of at least the youngest. He says he met her in a parking lot. Oh. And I went, oh, hey, lot lizard. <laughs> right. But that lot lizard, that was the start of a seven-year relationship for them. So, he had to say, he said, she's smart. She's a smart girl. We didn't plan for the kids. They just happened, and we've just been together ever since. But police reports show that they had a very troubled past, even before they moved to Arizona. So they moved to Arizona because that's where her aunt was with the children. Oh, okay. Yes. So the aunt already had the children. Yes. So Sherry Underwood used to work with Rachel at Walmart. Nice. I'm like, oh my God, is this the girls of Walmart? <laughs> Holy shit. So it, huh. used to, it used to just be trash. Now it's baby killers, whatever. So she and her fiance did move to Phoenix to be with her kids. She had three, by the way. Um, so she moved, all it said was in later 2019. 
Her aunt did have custody of the kids. Um, they said that the cross-country move was likely darkened by the fact that Henry didn't have a job or money. So she did spend all of her days at her aunt's house at home with her three children. All which were, by the way, under the age of four. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I don't know why they find this part interesting, but it did say in multiple of my store or of my sources, um, which by the way was heavy.com, cold.com, nbcnews.com, abc15news.com, and 12news.com. So it's all news is pretty close. Gotcha. Um, but in multiples of them, they did make sure to point out that the couple lived in a pale yellow manufactured home on a lot in South Phoenix with their three children and a 49-year-old woman identified in court docs as their aunt. Their aunt or her aunt? Her, as, as an aunt of either Henry or the fiance. Maybe because of the amount of people, maybe they found that interesting because of the amount of people in the trailer. But all I can think of is if it's a double wide, it's bigger than my fucking house. Right. So, I mean, my house is only a thousand square foot. I can't imagine having more than three people in it. So, let alone just three kids. Um, Under uh, three babies. Right. Now, police arrested Henry after she allegedly killed the children in her Phoenix home. Court records say that she confessed to smothering, to the smothering death of the three-year-old Zane, 23-month-old Maria, and... Some articles say six, some articles say seven-month-old Catalia. She sang songs to them as she died, or as they died. And then she placed their bodies on a couch as if they were sleeping. So, yep, she did not provide Phoenix police investigators with a motive for the alleged killing. But experts say her story is tragically familiar. So they say that there's a pattern to these cases. Pattern to the point that when looking back at what happened, there's a sense of inevitability that the harm was going to come and it was just a matter of when or what was going to happen. That was the lady named Michelle Overman, who was a professor at Santa Clara School of Law. Family members told police that Henry, who has a history of meth addiction, Mm. had been acting strange the few days prior. So Adam Hollick, who owns Hollick Service Station right off of Main Street, recalls numerous times. Is that the only street in town? (laughs) I don't know. But he made sure to recall numerous times that he and his father helped Henry with free car repairs and gave her rides around town. (laughs) (laughs) Around the one mile? He said that sometimes she was seen aimlessly walking up and down Main Street, often looking lost and confused. Or messed up. Or messed up, yep. (laughs) So he also said, I don't see how anybody can do that. I knew they were kind of shady, but to kill three kids, I just can't believe that. Okay, so yeah. So are you at all interested yet in what this bitch actually did to her children? What? Here we go, dude. So Pedro Rios gets home and finds the body of his three children arranged on the couch. Henry was alone in the home when she smothered Maria. This is according to the do- court docs. And she's the old, the three-year-old. Yep. This is according to the court docs. She told police that she wrestled with the child oh. before she placed her hand over her daughter's mouth. Oh. Then Rachel felt the one-year-old's breathing was obstructed, but continued 
to impede her breath by placing her hand over the one-year-old's mouth. Well, this was the one-year-old. Oh. Rachel knew that she had killed the one-year-old when the baby stopped kicking. Ugh. I know. Maria kicked in protest as her three-year-old, the boy, Zane, yelled at his mommy to stop and tried to punch her in the face. So your three-year-old knows what you're doing is wrong. You should. She's not very bright. You're supposed to take the oldest one first so you don't get punched in the mouth. But it's a three-year-old. If the three-year-old knows what mommy's doing is bad to the one-year-old baby. Well, yeah, she's kicking and Mommy should know that what mommy's doing to the baby is wrong. (sighs) Said that Henry was unfazed by her son and she continued to smother the girl until she stopped breathing. She then left her her body in the back bedroom. She then chased down Zane. But she told the police that she stopped because the aunt and the fiance returned home. Oh, so the baby was already, the one-year-old was, oh my. So the one-year-old was dead. Daddy and auntie come home. They unknowingly sat in the next room as Henry changed the boy's underpants and she straddled him with her legs and smothered him while she sang to him. Oh, God. Again, this three-year-old. He scratched his mother's chest, was trying to pinch her, trying to do anything he could do to get her to stop. (laughs) They say that the probable cause statement says Henry next fed the the six-month-old Catalia a bottle in her bedroom until the baby fell asleep. Again, Henry was singing her a song while she smothered her to death. Oh, my God. Henry placed the body of the three children. In well, she li- probably did that so that, like, they wouldn't hear if the baby, like, made noises. Yep. Like. Yep. <sighs> so uh. she then placed the bodies of the three children on the living room couch as though they were taking a nap. Okay, so the um, daddy and auntie left, apparently? Nope, they were there. She told them that they were, ta- that they were asleep. They were taking naps. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, a female called 911 at 7.20 p.m. to report the three children were dead. Was that her? They don't know if that was her or the aunt. Or I couldn't find whether it was her or the aunt. So, when the Phoenix police responded to 911 at 7.20 on January 20th, 2020, according that they responded at 7.20, um, the caller who still was an unidentified female, told the police that three children were dead inside the home. Officers, firefighters, and EMS personnel arrived and determined that the kids were deceased. One of the other adult residents of the home told police that the children had last been seen alive at 2 p.m. Oh, my God. So this was five hours and 20 minutes later. The children's mother, Rachel Henry, had told the relative, therefore I'm going to say the aunt, that she would put the kids down for a nap while the relative went to pick up the other adult from work. Um, At 3 p.m. when the adults returned, 3 p.m. when the adults returned, Henry was holding her seven-month-old daughter, her three-year-old son and one-year-old daughter appeared to be sleeping on the couch in the living room. Henry told the relative that she would be taking the seven-month-old into her room for a nap and the relative did not see the baby awake again. After that. Oh, my God. Police say that Rachel Rachel Henry did admit to smothering the child. But in court, Rachel Henry pleads not guilty in the death of her three children. 
Yep. So she admitted it to the cops the day of. She admitted it when she was getting taken into custody. Then when it came time for court, she's like, nope, didn't do it. Wasn't me. Don't know who it was. There were two other adults in the home. Yeah. Oh. So. There's no mental health issue there. Right. Right. She was booked into jail on three charges of first degree murder. And she is being held on a $3 million bond. Dang. She did make a brief court appearance on July 21st, 2020, and had the charges read to her by a judge. She has yet to be appointed an attorney. According to the Arizona Republic, Henry mumbled softly to the judge during the court hearing. She asked him, am I not getting released? After learning that her bond had been $3 million. What? The judge told her that she would need to post 10% of the bond collateral. Um, Henry, Henry, and I'm going to air quote this, sighed deeply and quietly asked for access to a bail bondsman. What, what are you going to put up the trailer? It's not worth 300,000. It's not hers. It's her aunt's. I mean, there's not even enough. I, I am a bail bond agent and there is not enough collateral in her life to post a That's $3 a $300,000 yeah. bond. Yeah. No, no. Um, she then was told by the judge and What? Oh, she was told by the judge that the judge would get her the bail bondsman's numbers once she's in jail. They're posted inside the the jail. Yeah. Henry told the judge, I don't know how I'm going to be able to get any money. I don't even have a job or anything. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Prosecutors said that they requested. Oh, my God. I know, right? Prosecutors said that they did request a large bond because she has no real ties to Arizona because she just moved there in 2019. Yep. And that the victims had been taken away from the house in the past due to the meth addiction. So they figured she was a flight risk. Huge. Her next court appearance. She's lost touch with reality. Yeah. <laughs> Her next court appearance is set for March 24th, 2020. Ooh, well, we'll keep, a, keep me posted on that, crazy bitch. I know. I'm like, <laughs> now I got to see why I'm like, this is what I chose. I mean, it might not be everything that the first one is, but it's something that we can watch. It is currently happening now. So if anybody's interested, you can watch it and keep updated on it. So I would like to say a quick, I don't want to call it a shout out, but it was Zane Henry, Maria Henry, and Catalia Rios. I think those kids' names deserve to be said a few more times. What the hell? Mm Mm-hmm. Poor babies. That is crazy. I know. Well, obviously it's crazy. Can you imagine? So... As I'm looking and reading, and I keep wanting to use the word study, but I'll study. Researching. Um, researching. All that can get through my head is the guilt of the father and the aunt. That's 3 o'clock to 7.20. That's four and a half hours. And they never... They didn't like, know these how, babies were dead. You were in the fucking house with and them. And they were on the couch? Like, you didn't see them not breathing? In the living room. Or moving? How? Well, if they're all messed up. The aunt supposedly wasn't. She's the one that has kids that has custody of the kids. So you know DHS wow. is in and out of that house. You would think. But all I know is when mine was little, I remember specifically like if she'd be napping every five, ten minutes, I'd check to make sure that belly was going. Right. Because every look at baby's their ch- a belly breather. Yeah. How many hours of my life have I spent staring at my children's chest, see, watching it move? You know what yeah. I mean? It's that's just what you do. Right. If it's been they haven't moved for a half hour, you're like, what the hell? 
they haven't moved for 20 minutes and they're right. on the couch. Right. I mean, A, I would have picked them up and moved them off the couch in the first place because that age, they're going to roll. What if they right. roll off that couch? Oh, my God. That's just, that is disturbing. Three and a half hours, those babies laid there dead with nobody giving a shit. No, uh, that, I, that's not even realistic to me that that could even happen. How'd they not notice the scratches all over? I'm sure, because it was on her chest, I'm sure she just had a shirt pulled up and covered it. True. I mean, and when he punched her in the face, he's, you know, three years old. It wasn't going to bruise her. Right. So I don't think, I mean, I part of me wants to feel like it's very, very weird. Because part of me wants to feel bad for them. And then the other part of me is like, no, no, fuck that. And they were in the house when she killed two of them. Yes. Or, excuse me, the trailer. Yes. <laughs> the pastel yellow trailer. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I just, I, what the fuck? I don't know. That's all I got. Yeah. I just got a giant what the fuck to those yeah. poor babies. I don't even like babies. Yeah, but you don't want them I would have taken those babies before, you know, like, I would have taken them to somebody. A, yeah, that's ridiculous. Give them to somebody. There are not, not me, but there are people <laughs> everywhere that want babies. You that don't have crazy. to do that. I mean, can, are they too old at that point to drop off at a fire station? I would, I, I would think they'd take them anyways. Yeah. I mean, DHS would have taken them. All right. you got to do is say, take them. They're already in their custody. Well, and she didn't have custody. She could just leave. Why didn't she just leave? I mean, it's not like there's a black market for dead babies. She ain't getting more meth from it. She'd make more money with them alive and selling them. <laughs> That's wrong. That is so wrong. I, mean, I can't. I can't. I can't come up with anything that makes it not the most fucked up thing I've read. Well, oh, which shit. leads Barb's like, and I'm gonna one up you. Let's. No, my, mine's my, mine has none of the violence of yours, but no less disturbing. <sighs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. So Olivia Grant. A terminally ill seven-year-old who died in August 2017. Of what? Of a rare terminal illness. <laughs> a rare terminal illness. That oh, is the quote. Okay. In, uh, in, and I, um, I got all of my information. And if I wasn't such a slacker loser, I would have more information because this goes much deeper than I'm going to report to you. Okay. But I didn't. I slacker lost out on that situation. <laughs> and Google Kayla is going to Google up um, Kelly Turner, I think is her last name, um, and see if we if we have a final, like, because I, it didn't, the, the our CNN news article that I researched didn't have the outcome of her. So you're looking for, like, her trial? Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so you want to know whether or not she was found guilty. Right. Okay. There you go. Was she found guilty, Kayla? Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, Turner. So, um, Kelly, or I'm sorry, Olivia Grant, her medical story began at age two. She was autistic and had feeding intolerance, constipation, and seizures. This started her long history of intense medical treatments. So she was fine until she was two? Uh, according to, like, med her okay. you know, medical record past. Um, her intense medical treatments included feeding tubes and an ostomy bag. Okay. Mom, Kelly documented all 
her rare terminal illness on her social media, including a blog. It laid out all of Olivia's God, health why issues. Why does it sound like Munchausen by proxy? Yes, it definitely. Oh. It laid out all of Olivia's health issues, saying that she was suffering, talked about an upcoming benefit, it, and this is a quote from the blog, to help the sweet little girl with all the hospital bills she is incurring. She ain't incurring it. Her mama is. <laughs> well, and then there'll be more about that later, too. Um, well, let me guess. Mama used it for drugs. Nope. Local papers reported of her many ride-alongs with police and firefighters that Olivia, because Olivia had wanted to be help the public and she wanted to become a firefighter um at two no this was at this is at seven like before she passed okay so we fast forwarded yes because she um she passed in um august of 2017 okay so in august in the in like January of 2017, that's when they started having all, um, she got to go on a lot of ride-alongs with firefighters and police officers because um, when she, well, she, it was it was on the bucket list that she and her mom made up. As Kelly reported to a local paper, she said that Olivia was in intestinal failure and she didn't know how long she had left. This was in February, 2017, make a wish arranged a show, a little charade, where Olivia became the Bat Princess. Mm. That's, that's what they called her, the Bat Princess, um, where she battled villains and rescued the, the Ch- Chatfield, um, Colorado high school mascot and two princesses. I think I saw that on YouTube. Um, doctors became suspicious of Olivia's death when her older sister, um, whose name they, they took out of the indictment, Indictment. The the whole article basically... They had to, I'm sure, because she's a minor. Um, she was brought into Children's Hospital Colorado in Aurora, and Kelly told the doctors that the girl had been treated for cancer in Texas, where they had lived before they moving to Colorado. Doctors reported that it wasn't true, like doctors in Texas, you know. Uh, Kelly had documented all of these this stuff from this daughter on her blog's too, about all of her medical problems, including bone pain. Um, None of her conditions were ever backed up by any medical records, by any physicians. Munchausen by proxy. They separated the girl from Kelly and questioned her with a um, social worker. And the girl told the social worker that she had cancer, but she couldn't tell her where or what kind or anything like that. And the lady said, well, how do you, if, if how do you know? If your kid had cancer, you know where, what kind. What well, no, 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 the, the girl, not oh, the mom. Oh, okay. The girl, the little girl who was older than um, Olivia. And Olivia was seven when she died. And so then like in 2000, I think this was in 2019. Did, is there a case already? So, hold on. Well, let me tell, the, we'll, we'll do that part at the end. Um, so the girl must have been nine, maybe this, the, the other girl. So this, all of this happened, took her to the children's hospital, said that she had been treated for cancer in Texas and they became suspicious of it all. And they didn't believe it because she didn't have any medical records, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so that's when totally have medical they, records. they called in, you know, the social worker and got this whole investigation going, um, and this little girl, when she was separated from her mom and was in these interviews with the social worker, said, you know, I, yeah, I had cancer. Didn't know where it was, didn't know what kind, anything like that. And they said, well, how do you know you have cancer? And she said, well, because my mom told me I do. Naturally. And, um, and they're so trusting at that age. That... And in the interview, she reported no medical issues or any pain. 
Um, and this caused them to exhume Olivia's body. Ooh. To, um, how, many, how long after Olivia's death was it that they exhumed her? I think it was two years. Ugh. Because she died in 2017, and I think um, this was all in 2019. So after two years, would there be, med- would, would there be medical left? Well, would there be tissues? Like, okay, I, never mind. I need to learn. I need to start studying the decomposition process. Never mind. Yeah. But, um, and then it's, it's Colorado, so three-quarters of the year is cold, so it's de- going to decompose slower. Right. Um, but the autopsy that they did when they exhumed her body revealed the cause of death was undetermined. So, yeah. No. Worthless. Investigators began talking to the numerous doctors that treated Kelly's children, and they rec- the doctors recounted several conversations with Kelly where she insisted that Olivia had many many medical conditions that they could find no medical evidence to support. Six doctors reported they found nothing that Olivia was treated for would constitute a terminal illness. And then I'm just going to read this as a direct quote from the CNN article because this is um, other um, among the investigators' other findings are a pediatric neurologist recalled telling Turner that Olivia didn't suffer from seizures and instructed Turner three times in two years to stop giving the girl seizure medications, but she did not. How'd she get seizure meds? I don't know. What the fuck? Maybe like if she went into like an, like an ER or something and like said that she was having seizures. I don't know. A children's hospital doctor said he told Turner she was incorrect in stating that Olivia was rejecting one of her feeding tubes and suggested reducing her dependency on the tube, but Turner refused. A gastrointestinal physician said Turner insisted on the do not resuscitate order for Olivia, which he signed, only to learn later the girl was receiving heavy doses of narcotics for which her pain management team was not aware. A pediatric anesthesiologist said when Turner proposed withdrawing all of Olivia's medical care, she was given other options but insisted even in the face of pushback from an ethics team. A pediatric gastrointestinal doctor told detectives all of Olivia's symptoms and history, in air quotes, came from Turner and that Olivia did not exhibit the symptoms Turner described most of the time. He described the girl as interactive, social, and fun to be around. Another gastrointestinal specialist said the same thing about Olivia and her mother and her mother and was oh, and her mother was shocked to learn the girl had died after being taken off medical treatment. That's insane. Oh no, I'm sorry. Let me Another gastrointestinal specialist said the same thing about Olivia and her mom, and was and he was shocked that she died after being taken off of um, uh, taken off all of her medical treatment. A gastroenterologist told investigators that he explained to Turner that one of Olivia's tubes and her ostomy bag could be removed, and that she could live a somewhat normal life. But Turner refused, saying it's already been done. He too expressed surprise that Olivia had died. Wow. So, in regards to the indictment, it lays out almost 600000 in fraud charges. She started a GoFundMe, and 161 donors gave $22,270. Make-A-Wish report, 
reported that they spent $11,265 on the Bat Princess event, and a local charity donated $3,000 for funeral expenses, and the funeral director um, told investigators that Kelly never paid her $5,398 bill with him. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> excuse me, um, GoFundMe has banned her account, obviously, and issued refunds to all the donors. Thank God. Yeah, Make-A-Wish was like, completely disturbed by by the allegations and issued a statement saying as we seek to learn more and this is a quote as we seek to learn more about circumstances that led to olivia's death we fondly remember her spirit and hope that granting her wish brought some joy to her tragic life wow. i mean what can you do at that point right I mean, I mean realistically the kid ended up passing thank goodness you at least gave her that day right Oh, and in the part in the article too, and I didn't write that down. That the Kelly was quoted as saying that she would give all the money in the world just to relive that day with her again. The Make a Wish Day, or the yeah. day she killed her kid. The Make a Wish Day. No. Oh. <laughs> so, insurance fraud, but Medicaid, which is the aid right program, Medicare is for old people. Yep. Medicaid's for young. Paid. $538,992 in medical benefits, even though she, Kelly, mom, had a husband um, who had a job that he could have gotten um, insurance on Kelly and, and the two girls. Well, that should have been on him, too. He, her husband is Jeff Gant. He stayed in Texas when the family moved to in 2013. So they were in Colorado from 2013 to... I mean, she died in Colorado in 2017. And then the, in 2000, I guess, 19 is when the other girl was taken to that children's hospital in Colorado as well. Um, he report, her, her husband, Jeff, reported bi-weekly, bi-weekly deposits of $1,800 into Kelly's account for her living expenses. Wow. He also stated that Kelly um, had asked him to drop the insurance on her and the girls, stating that she had found a better deal. Medicaid, yeah, sure. That yeah. is a better deal. Kelly told investigators that her her husband's insurance wouldn't cover Olivia's pre-existing condition. What? I'm sorry, but Obamacare took care of pre-existing right. conditions before that. Right. Um, and so, well, and that's why she said she was on Medicaid. Uh, I think is she probably, I don't know. I, I don't know why she would have done that, but I guess it's probably less... Copays and shit. Yeah. She, so as of this story, Kelly faces murder, the murder charge, child abuse, two counts of forgery, two counts of attempting to influence a public servant, three counts of theft, and three counts of charitable fraud. Wow. And the, the really funny thing about it all is that um, in several interviews, it's reported by investigators that Kelly is the one who brought up like Munchausen by proxy, basically stating... Well, that's not what the, it's, this isn't Munchausen by proxy, if that's what you're thinking. Which means, yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, your kids have no medical conditions, yet they, they've incurred $538,000 worth of, of Medicaid benefits. And you know, Medicaid barely pays anything in benefits. Right. Like a, an emergent ambulance trip, the truck charge is about... Anywhere from five hundred to seven hundred dollars, Medicaid pays two hundred and thirty-four dollars. So, in order to have them pay out that much, that girl went through some shit. Yeah. Wow. See, Kayla, life could have been worse for you. Yeah. See. Every time you think I'm a bad mom. Okay. Two things. So first, I googled it and it said 
at about a decade is when your tissues turn into like a soap or like wax substance. Okay, so, so two it still years. would have been fine um, to like test. Okay. Um, but she probably had had so many medical different treatments and stuff that they had no way to know what was organic and what was, you know, because she had feeding tubes, she had an ostomy. Yeah. Lord only knows what other stuff she had. And she had a pain management team. So do I, though, and I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't seen them in a long time. And then they said that the trial was January 21st and 22nd, and then there's been no articles about this person ever since, like, November or October. So, like, they haven't posted it to the Internet yet about what happened. Oh, shoot. Because it just happened. That's public oh. records, and one of us knows how to get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too many years in law. Can't hide from me, motherfucker. So, oh, isn't that right? So, let's see. We had a father kill, a mother kill, and a Munchausen by proxy. Who the fuck knows what happened to that poor kid? I wonder what. Wonder where the other daughter is now, because it doesn't. Hopefully, with the dad. I bet. Well, but her They all have different last names. Olivia's last name is was. Um, Here's gonna see Grant. Okay, I'm like, and but the father he said was Grant. Or Gant. Gant. The, fa the husband is Gant, and Kelly's last name was Turner. Okay. So I, I, don't, I would have to so say... So we've got a kid by the name of Grant, a husband by the name of Gant, a mom by the name of Turner. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, w I would think that the kids are probably not that husbands, and, and it made no mention of, like, the father. And why did the husband stay in Texas? Oh, I'm sure he had a good enough job. He had to stay, and she was taking the kids for medical treatment. Yeah, and it didn't, it didn't really even say why. Because they... if I was taking my kids somewhere for medical treatment, it would be where marijuana was legal, too. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it was just like there was just so much that I didn't wasn't able to, well, apparently wasn't motivated enough to. Uh, Barb was slacking. I told you I was. See, I couldn't I admit stop it. researching mine, and you're like, I didn't do it good. <laughs> I, you know, I did that one it's article. It's so funny because the, the, we do that almost every week. One of us is super excited about our story. Yeah. And the other and one's I like, was, yeah, screw that. But then I ran out of time. And honestly, I usually do a lot of my research at work. And I've just been drowning at work. So I haven't, like, I... Did you just admit to screwing off at, at the job? But I don't anymore. See? I turned it around. <laughs> <laughs> like there was a day I didn't even drink I my... had a problem now I don't <laughs> I mean there was a day I didn't even drink any of my coffee Oof. I almost peed my pants one day because like I was like kept going as soon as I do this I'll go to the bathroom after I do this I'll go to the bathroom like one day I missed my smoke break because I like looked at the clock and it was like half hour past my break time I was like I didn't even go on break you can't just take a break I mean yeah I could have but it was like now it's like almost lunchtime that's how busy I've been. I get that. I get that. Yep. So, Kayla, what do you think? About what? What do you think about these stories? Do you have any input, any feelings? You are the child of the household. I'm glad I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> For not killing me. Oh, you have a doctor's appointment on Monday, by the way. <laughs> right. And I think she's giving me a lot of credit. She's not 18 yet. I still got a month to figure out how to pop. And you know you off. had cancer when you were in Vegas, right? Right. right. <laughs> you remember the time you broke your foot? That was really me. Right. I paid that little girl to do that. <laughs>
She paid her with a cookie, even. <laughs> Just only, a cookie. It only took one. Well, there was two of them, so it took two. Yeah. One girl stepped on her foot while the other girl pushed her. They were actually boys. But... Oh, boys. Oh. Yeah. See, that's how much I care about my kid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember if it was a girl or a boy. <laughs> but I know my best friend nicknamed her Hobbit. <laughs> So, so <laughs> on that note, <coughs> do you guys both know what time it is? Because Kayla's getting put under the gun here too. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, tell, tell me something, something good. good. <laughs> you forgot to snap, Kayla. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna sing the "Tell Me Something Good" song. Snap. Oh, okay. So who's gonna tell me something good first? Oh, I gotta think of something. Um, I have a couple of good things. My kid got a job. Did was did I do that last time? The CNA got a job. The CNA got a job. Oh, you didn't tell me that period. Let oh. alone do it last time. Well, she doesn't start until March because that's when they start their next training or something. Which I don't know. That doesn't all make sense. But no, my ex work wife went to go work at a hospice place, and she got her an interview there, and she got the job. She's going to be doing CNA in hospice. Sure she I she. For her first job, she was dead set against. Uh, you said dead. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was wrong. I'm going to hell. <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> yeah, I'm going faster. <laughs> I got the express line. Um, she's just dead set that she didn't want to work in a nursing home, and I don't know why. My but, kid wants to get a job in a nursing home, and and yeah. so she's going to work in a hospice. And she's, I think she'll do like uh, at home care yeah. for them in their homes. Yeah. But I mean, that's yeah. what we did with my mother. Yeah. And then, but and the hospice but people they, were great. Mm -hmm. They even came to our memorial. Oh. I love one thing. Oh, listen, wait, wait. Mrs. Hateful is about to say, I love the hospice care workers. God bless you yes. all. Yes. Well, my aunt's. Funeral. Two of the the CNAs from the nursing home came to her funeral. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the people that have, and she might be great with it. I mean, I think it's a harsh first job as a CNA I... to deal with so much death. Um, but I've never met somebody that works for a hospice that I don't like. And she she is like that. Like she can do gross things, taking care of the people. Like, well, you have to be a CNA. When, when yeah. my youngest, when Cassidy was a baby, when she was born, she was born with like clogged tear ducts. So she'd get like crunchy crusties in her eyes all the time. And Jordan was always like, I'd see her, she'd be like cleaning out her eyes for her. And one time I was like, Jordan, Cassidy has crusties in her eyes. Come and help me get them out. And she was all embarrassed about it. She's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then I, so I said, Cassidy wants you come and get her and she came and got her and then I saw her over there cleaning her eyes out I mean she just like that kind of stuff doesn't bother her and she's really good at at caretaking mm -hmm. yeah that is very very good so I'm gonna go with my good news of the week I'm Poe <laughs> that is good news I done spent it all my dollars <laughs> <laughs> I ordered our new Wow, we're setting up a podcast room, and I was just about to go, I ordered our new sectional that we get to start podcasting from. Hello. That's what I was just like <gasps> thinking. My other something good is you should see the big pile of equipment that's out and getting ready to be set up. And when you got here today, what was I doing? Looking for the auditing Finalizing program. the auditing program and learning how to use it. So pretty soon you won't 
Kayla won't sound like she's so far away. We should do that before next week because next week we have a surprise. Yes. Oh, I was so going to tell the surprise. Oh, Might as well, well, you can. Make you know what? We will let Kayla tell the surprise. Like she gets to actually participate. Are we having the girls do the podcast and we're just hanging back? Or are we all doing it? We I mean, we'll like be. A big special, you know? Oh, we could do a long special. Okay, since we're talking about this, let's discuss this. <laughs> Um, Wait, no, 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 Kayla, no, no, we're, we're going to keep you on the cliff for about 30 more seconds because Kayla, tell me something good. Um, well, we think I had the stomach flu, so I got some sleep, which is good. (laughs) Um, and you lost five pounds. Right. (laughs) And it's done. So yes, and I'm, I'm healed. I'm alive. Yeah, and you're getting fired, so you get to get a new job. No. Yeah, let's not talk about <laughs> I'm not getting fired. She's they just not. they just don't like that I have to leave for tennis season. That's what I was gonna say, is that means that one of your tell me something goods is tennis is starting. Yes. Yay. Yes. Yep. I'm so, excited for tennis. Yep. So tennis is every day of the week. Oh, and me and mom found a love for um, kombucha. <laughs> oh, we did find a love for kombucha. And Barb tried some kombucha today. I can't exactly say I found a love for it, but it was okay. <laughs> we like to drink the living. Ew. <laughs> That's how I'm going to word it now. I like that. Oh, Go me. We're going to drink the living. Somehow it's vegan. Even though you think it wouldn't be because it's alive. But it is. Like, they all say vegan on them. I didn't think about that. Maybe because they take out that microbe or that... Like, they take out the SCOBY? Yeah, they take out the SCOBY. So, without the SCOBY in it, probably. But the SCOBY is the living... Okay, but you have to tell people now what what we're talking about. Because most people probably don't know what that is. Oh, so if you don't know what kombucha is, kombucha is a drink that has a lot of probiotics in it. Yeah. Um, It's kind of like the liquid form of... I would say yogurt. like Activia. Right. Well, yogurt yeah. has that too, just not yeah. as much yeah. as like Activia. But the cool thing right. about kombucha is that it is actually considered a living organism. So, which that's what the SCOBY is, the, is those probiotics and bacteria. Yeah. So sometimes you can get kombucha and you can see like little things floating at the bottom of it. They're yeah. swimmers. They're swimmers. <laughs> They're legit swimmers. Yeah. And. You can reproduce from them. Yeah, you can make your own. You can make your own kombucha because, you know, me and Kayla don't go half-ass. We go deep into the rabbit hole. (laughs) Unfortunately, my kid got me that for me. She is a rabbit holer just like me. (laughs) It just goes from one thing and we're going to try a kombucha. Nope, we're going to try eight of them. (laughs) And then we're going to force them on Barb. And then we're going to watch all the YouTube we can find on the nutritional benefits of why I just spent $2.50 to $5 per kombucha. Yeah. How big of a bottle is it? Not big. 16 ounces. Yeah, 16 ounces. So it's like... You know, if you're going to get a rock star smoothie, it's about the same price as that. Yeah. Two, three dollars. And those are so bad for you. Yeah. Not if I follow it with kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how, ben- how beneficial it would be if you didn't even have the rock star to begin with. Be like, what's Char doing? I'm double fisting. I got the rock star and the kombucha. I got to combat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Together. Oh. They do say that kombucha is really good if you mix it with tea. Yeah, because it's already like... Yeah, it's very... It's fermented tea. It's like very bitter. It's fermented tea. 
So, okay, that Anyways. that whole thing. <laughs> that was more than 30 seconds. That was our tell me something good for the day. <laughs> Try some so, kombucha. Look at how much good we have. We would recommend the Lady Pink Apple, Pink Lady Apple. Yeah. Yes, from Health Aid. Yes, from Health Aid. That is the best one we have found. It tastes like apple juice. It, it does. Which it is not to like, say that it tastes good. It's just the best one. <laughs> no, it does too taste good. Oh, Barb, <laughs> we will have you try the cranberry. Yeah, no, and then, then you'll, you'll thank us for the lady. <laughs> so, so let's discuss next week. So this week we did filicide. Yeah. Where the parents killed the children. Next week we're going to be visited by Barb's daughter and my daughter. Yeah. And we're going to let the children kill the parents. So, Kayla has a really good idea of letting each one of the girls bring their own story. Oh, yeah. So if the two girls bring their story. Well, and I already, I mean, like, Bailey's already, oh, I got to show you this. This is super cute. Like, I was, Bailey and I were talking about this story because we didn't know we were, you know, we thought we were, I, I thought we were doing it this week. And so we were kind of talking about it, and I told her about the story. I already had my research and everything, so she was looking at it. We found a um, documentary on Hulu, or it was probably on um, Netflix, because they have all the weird stuff. They have the best doc- Weird. And um, <laughs> they have all the killer documentaries. And Kayla, all that. What, do you, what do you walk in on your mom watching all the time? Am I a killer? I I am a killer. Not am I a killer. I am a killer. (laughs) So we watched I am a killer on Netflix. Fabulous. We watched the documentary on it. And so I was like, hey, Bailey, do you want to write the podcast for me? And so she took, look at this, Kayla. She took my notes that I had printed out and she's got like her uh, highlighted notes in the margins. Oh, wow. She's all, she's all about it, girl. Kayla will, Kayla will get herself a good old story. Well, well, so I'll have to find my own story then. I'll have huh? to find mine too. You know, we can make it a two-parter and record it all next week and do one one week and one the next week where we do like maybe we do let the girls do the first week and we'll do the second week or you and Kayla do the first week and Bailey and I'll do the second week. Or we can just have it be a two-parter for fun. Okay. Yeah. We'll give you an extra extra episode. Yeah, cuz I don't know if we'll, it won't all record on one. No, but if we do... But maybe with our new stuff, it will. Maybe we maybe, maybe we could do My House versus Your House. Ooh. Ooh. Who can come up with the better stories? She already had fair advantage, though. She Googled it first. Oh, but we, we decided we were no, going to do this. No, she already so. told me what she was doing. And so... But Bay said that she... we At first, it wasn't going to be all of us. Uh, Bailey just said she wanted to be here for that one. So, okay. So, I'm going to let her have this one. I'll have to find another one. Yeah, so now Kayla and I will come up with some killer stories. Ha <laughs> ha, pun intended. I think we should do the um, the moms versus the girls. I don't you know, what? I got to see if you know, Cassidy might want to do one too. We'll just bring all the children. Because then if Cassidy comes, we can bring Timmy Tootie. Oh my um, gosh, that would be funny. Because we have, we'll have to get that set up then. We will end up next week with... So either way, just imagine some kids in the It's going to be surprise, but it will right. be under 18 versus over 18. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be our first group podcast with our new equipment. Hopefully with our new equipment. I can't guarantee that, but I can try. No, I do gonna... have a really busy week this week. So um, that being said to Kayla... <laughs> 
girl. Uh-uh. Um, so that being said, I think we have bullshitted enough. Yeah. That was the world's longest tell me something good. Mm -hmm. um, so you guys can unplug, unplug your, your ears. ears. Have a good week.